it's funny the FBI and intelligence stuff and parkour actually were started around the same time. So um, I moved to Washington DC uh, specifically to, to go to the FBI Academy in, in Quantico. And uh, I got put in the, the cyber division, I think, cause I like hacked my high school's lock speaker when I was like a kid and they brought, <laughs> you know, they, they know everything. They, they brought that stuff up during my like background check. And uh, I wait, was they hacked totally your, shocked, but... they know this they tell me the story that they know, because what did the, what did you hack at your high school? My, my high school's loudspeaker system. Oh, okay. Um, the PA system. I, it was like, one of the first memes at the time, it was, it was like a recording of Sean Connery just going, you're the man now, dog, over and over again. <laughs> Do you know that one? And I, yeah, my, my, uh, my friends and I just thought that was absolutely hilarious. And so I, I hacked the loudspeaker and put it on a, um, a boom box and just had it on loop. And uh, yeah, people, principal, everyone was running around the school. So I, I was told that it wasn't like put on my record that, that I did like community service mm -hmm. as like a suspension type thing. Um, but, uh, they still like when they do your background check, they definitely go back in time and start talking to all your, your teachers and, you know, people that knew you to kind of figure out what type of person you are, if you would be blackmailed or if you're, if you're, you know, working for a foreign government or something like that. And so, um, so yeah, so they knew about that. And so I think that's the reason I got put in, in the cyber division, uh, <laughs> like, cause they, they definitely brought it up during my background check. And I was like, wow, you guys do your homework. So. Well, man, that is scary and sort of um, comforting, I guess. <laughs> they're thorough, these yeah, they're FBI thorough. agents. That's right. So, um, so yeah, so I, I'd moved out to D.C. and I just had this, um, you know, like a fascination with, with parkour. I'd seen Casino Royale, I think, like so many folks and seeing, you know, Sebastian Foucault and doing his thing and just being like, wow, like that guy handily, you know, like James Bond catches him in the movie, right? But you're like, he doesn't actually catch him. He kind of like outwits and get, breaks into that embassy. But I was just like, wow, like that guy moves like a true ninja, you know, just like I'd never seen anything like it before. And so when I got to a bigger city like DC, you know, I came from a small place in the Midwest and was like, yeah, I, I want to see if that exists. Stumbled across the uh, APK, American Parkour Gym in, uh, downtown DC and pretty much started taking classes uh, right when I got in. And so um, those two things were kind of going simultaneously for, for over 10 years at this point. Mm. Um, so I worked for the FBI for a while and then I started to do private sector cybersecurity. And um, yeah, so parkour had been growing, you know, uh, in, in the DC area. And I'd, I'd been a part of that sometimes teaching at the gym um, other times just kind of focusing on my own training and, you know, I, I guess I was part of that, that um, echelon of, of, you know, uh, dressers who basically like, yeah, I started this as a hobby. It was never, I, I didn't start in my teens. So I started, you know, pretty much as a, a fully grown adult. Um, so I, I definitely was scared of some things, you know, I mm -hmm. think when you're a kid, you can just like throw your body in and just not worry about any of the impact or anything. But I was a little bit more cautious. So I probably didn't progress as, as quickly as I could have. But um, I just loved it. I fell in love with the community. I just thought that everyone was amazing. And I love this idea that it was very international from the beginning because I love traveling. And that's what I wanted to do with a lot of my like government work um, was, to, was to travel and, and kind of um, see all these different places. And parkour was actually really the outlet that actually got me out the door more so than the FBI because the FBI is a, a domestic intelligence agency. So mm -hmm. I was mostly in the States for all of my 
bureau related stuff. Um, but parkour was really what, what kind of got me out in the world. And yeah, I, I just think it's amazing because you have that immediate like connection with folks and you can just plug into a community and have, have people show you around a different city, a different country, uh, you know, translate sometimes and, and show you just kind of these amazing off the, the beaten path, you know, not, not any of the touristy spots. They're taking you to rooftops and cool, cool areas around the city. So that was really where I felt like I started falling in love with parkour. So that is the place to fall in love with parkour on a rooftop with some locals, I would say. Yeah. Or uh, if you're, or just wherever, even by yourself, that's where you fall in love. You catch yeah. a lot of good sunsets, especially those early years. I feel like you, you really just, there's something about, there's something really special about realizing this. I don't know if it's still like this for people coming up, but when I think we were coming up, it was like, wow, it just felt like there was a whole lawless kind of land out there to explore for, for people willing to go access it. Yeah. And I, I think that was kind of the interesting part for me too, was kind of like, I had a, I had a background where I had to keep very squeaky clean to get into the <laughs> FBI. Um, but I always had that, that subversive, you know, mm. slightly anarchist side to me as well. I think, I think all folks do that, that are in that, you know, you just kind of, uh, you, you play by the rules to a certain extent, but you're also kind of like fascinated by the underground as a result. And so for, for me, that was very much parkour it was, yeah, you're, you're trespassing sometimes that's definitely not allowed, but <laughs> that's part of kind of the fun of it, you know? Yeah. And, um, just, yeah, kind of, uh, yeah, figuring out how you can go, uh, different places and, and kind of push your limits. I think that's the other thing was just really being able to, um, step outside of your comfort zone. And the more that you do that, the more it becomes uh, a habit. You, you feel like you can go other places because, um, you know, if you're too much in your comfort zone, you feel very boxed in. And I feel like parkour was always about the freedom and about pushing yourself out of the comfort zone. So everyone thinks of the physical side, but the mental side was, I think really what, what, you know, absolutely made me fall in love with it was just because it's like well this is a mental model you can apply this to like literally anything in your life mm. um and you see a lot of dressurers kind of do that over time where it starts physical with with how to break something down and then they start using it on larger problem sets within their life and uh creating those kind of progressions to to level themselves up couldn't agree more yeah i love that um have you applied it to some of your cybersecurity? in a way that's uh salient right now yeah um I'm trying to think of like a good example of that i it, it's it's really interesting because the cyber stuff was at odds for a while because it's very analytical and with parkour you have to have a balance right if you're too analytical about it um, i would sit there for a long time on a jump that i knew was at the 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 outer limits of my capabilities and I would just stare at it for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And then I'd go through the motions. I'd get my, you know, everyone has their little pre jump routine, right. When you're like yeah. committing to something <laughs> like that, you, you all have like your little ticks or, or whatever. And I have my own, yeah. I, would, I would do those over and over again, getting prepped for it. And then just analyze everything that could possibly go wrong in that scenario. And I was just like, I can't, you know, so I, I had to learn to actually shut that part of it off. So in some ways mm -hmm. I felt like the, the cyber analytical stuff was, was detrimental and I had to learn to balance the two. <laughs> mm, interesting. Yeah. Is it, uh, <clears throat> did you ever get in any trouble with your superiors <laughs> or 
you know, clients, uh, private clients? Luckily, no, but it is funny training in DC because so much of it is, um, you know, federal property. So there's mm-hmm. definitely been a couple of times where you've had, you've had folks come out, you know, with, with hands on, <laughs> on weapons or something oh, like wow. that. And that's definitely like folks that train in DC, if you're training downtown, like it, sometimes you just don't even realize it because it's blocked the block. And all of a sudden that one's like federal property. And you're like, wow. Um, okay. Yep. No, no worries. Backing away, not trying to actually break into this building. Uh, I have no idea what's in that building. It mm. could be a secure facility. It could just be, you know, uh, a, a, a paperwork, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> printing type thing. Um, but at the same time, like they, they take that very seriously. Um, so that, that is kind of one of those eye-opening things in DC, but luckily nothing ever too bad happened. And, um, that is definitely part of my, you know, when I hear people talk about public parkour parks, I'm like, absolutely. Because (laughs) DC, that's definitely an issue, right? You can't even jump on some of the buildings without that. So, oh yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I've gotten in trouble ending up kind of similarly accidentally even on just the the federal property here in colorado you know there's a whole different level of protocol for those kinds of uh whatever buildings and you know properties um yeah and i can't imagine what dc must be like because it's the ultimate here in the united states but um yeah and and other other countries don't have to deal with that as much right like most places you're not gonna like jump on something and have guns drawn on you you know but uh (laughs) that's definitely i mean that's that's a huge concern not only for if you're training in dc but uh we've we've also talked about this you know if you're um bipoc minority you know in Mm -hmm. in training it's definitely scary because like (laughs) the, the u.s is way more aggressive with that instead of you know coming out and, and talking to folks people sometimes show up to a scene with absolutely with like hands-on weapons or tasers and you're just like whoa that's that's not something you see many other places <laughs> totally yeah no it's a definite um a huge uh factor especially in the united states i would agree 